Good evening, and welcome to Come On In with Larry Sandusky. No, not that one. Come On In is a podcast designed to introduce the audience to new perspectives, people, and ideas that are not widely conversed about, even in the darkest areas of the interwebs. Come On In is an open forum where I invite guests from all over the world to come and share their stories, ideas, and creations with this lucky audience. Today I'd like to introduce you to a, a concept that I was rather surprised by when I learned about it, uh, for many reasons, which I believe will become apparent throughout the course of this podcast. It seems both something that doesn't need to exist and something that almost shouldn't exist. I'm talking, of course, about puppet cohabitation. If you've never heard the term, it's probably because it's not a very comfortable subject to talk about. I invited my guest, Henry Ford, not that one, to the studios today to discuss why puppet cohabitation is both relevant to puppet owners and to the public at large. Henry, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Um, it's, it's actually Henry Finord, uh, like the uh, oh, yeah, the, the the waterways up in uh, what's Norway. Uh, uh, Finord, Henry Finord. Yes, I, I apologize. I, I must have misread that on the card. Oh, it's it's quite all right. Uh, uh, yes. So um, I guess uh, I better just start off and and just explain as much as I can about what puppet cohabitation is and and. And really, why we should have a greater awareness of this in the general society. I do believe our audience is entitled to a little bit of definition, uh, perhaps uh, explanation on why this this is a subject of conversation at all. Oh, come on. Oh yes, uh, there is uh, a lot of speculation surrounding the concept, and some people do not even think that it's uh, it's, it's worthy of our of our interest. But uh, as a long-time puppet owner, I began to realize that there were certain patterns in the way that the puppets were stowed away. I'm not sure I understand. So, are you saying that you would develop a certain oh methodology uh, in arranging the puppets that were not currently in use? Well, it wasn't so much me as, as it was uh, something like uh, 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 this pattern that, that seemed to come of its own free will. Uh, I, I wasn't uh, intentionally putting puppets next to each other. But you did realize that some puppets ended up consistently being next to each other. Is that true? Oh, yes, that is true. I, I suppose that's a good way to, to frame it. They, they, these puppets, uh, typically male and female, uh, usually end up, well, you know, lying on top of each other. And, and, and I really didn't know uh, how that ended up happening. You're not suggesting that the puppets move on their own, are you? Not so much move as their own, but to to express something uh, through some type of oh, I don't know if it's not a physical movement. It's it's, it's almost a a um, um, super sensory influence that they have on on the the owner of the puppets. Okay, let's take a step back. How many puppets would you say that you actually own? Well, I I, I just want to pause right there, uh, Larry, because it, it owning 
Being puppets is, is not a term that I believe we should be propagating. Uh, puppets, uh, if they do have an influence on who, uh, on, on, on people who, who can express movement. Oh, you're talking about the uh, physically able? Yes, and, and there's a bit of a, a privilege there, right? Uh, inanimate objects are have been for so long regarded as mere things. Well, if we're talking about defining things, inanimate objects would be things, correct? Well, well yes, but I could define you as a thing. Uh, it, it, I could uh, de define anything as a thing. It's central to the very concept of, of, of things and thinghood. Okay, so we've managed to separate non-physical existence with physical existence. And you draw a mark at that point? Well, I, I would say that I the mark is, is a little bit uh, more faded and hard to see than, than, than many uh, classification systems that we currently use. Uh, but uh, I, the ownership of a puppet... Uh, needs to be uh, uh, delicately handled. So I do not own the puppets. I cohabitate with the puppets. I see. Now, is this the central idea behind puppet cohabitation? Well, no. It's actually quite uh, more complex than that. Let me let me see if I can arrange my my thoughts so I can share with your audience. This is truly a unique uh, uh, system of of, uh, of 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 sharing spaces uh, and and not even living spaces because I'm not a maniac I, I know puppets do not live in the same way that you or I live that seems to be apparent yes so I hope that I can I can explain it in a way that you'll understand uh, and I don't know if kind of coming looking like a jabberwock I, I, I do imagine that that would be uh, unsettling for our readers. Yes, uh, your listeners will, uh, would uh, probably not uh, appreciate uh, a, a jabberwockiness uh, uh, on their uh, radio dials. Well, this technically is a podcast, so there are no dials anymore. Oh, my apologies. As, as someone who, who really emphasizes the importance of precision in speech, I, I, I will be sure to, to modify that. That would be appreciated. So anyway, to get back to what I was saying, puppet cohabitation is when puppets prefer their own, well, let's say, trunk mates. You keep your puppets in trunks, do you? Why, it's, it's quite standard. It, it seems to make them the most comfortable. And when you say puppets, are you talking about hand puppets? Uh, marionettes? Are you talking about uh, some other sorts of puppet? Yes, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a mixture of many, uh, but for myself, I, I, I dabble mostly in the arts of marionettes. Uh, these puppets are, uh, are the ones that are attached by strings and uh, a complex construction of wooden cross beams that uh, make them appear to move when they do not. Unless you're Pinocchio, of course. Yes, well, Pinocchio is quite a different story. Uh, I actually have an anecdote uh, I, that I could share uh, regarding uh, Pinocchio, but that's uh, I fear would be quite diverging. Well, we're on this past podcast to be diverted. Uh, why don't you go ahead and share the Pinocchio story with our audience? Oh, well, yes, everybody knows Pinocchio. Uh, it was written by an Italian author. 
who created a puppet who came from a, a piece of wood that uh, was quite startling. It, it seemed to be alive. Now, this Pinocchio idea, does it tie in at all to your puppet cohabitation? Oh, no, no, no. Pinocchio is just a totally made-up story for children. Uh, and uh, it has no reality, whatever. Puppets do not come alive in the way that you and I. They, they, they cannot move. They, are, um, uh, they, they lack the privilege of independent movement. Yes, I see how that could be an issue for them. So, please, go on with your Pinocchio anecdote. Yeah, yes, Pinocchio. Um, we all know that Geppetto loves this small wooden puppet uh, for one reason or another. He doesn't seem to have any good reason to uh, to to be overly fond of this naughty, obnoxious boy who who seems to deceive him at every turn. So I was giving a conference down in uh, Seattle last year, and uh, a man came up to me and he asked me if, about the relationship to Pinocchio and the puppet cohabitation. And uh, and and I'm quite used to it at this point. It seems to be the first thing that people think when they talk about marionettes, particularly, is a, a Pinocchio. Uh, and and I do not uh, begrudge their curiosity. I understand there's a lot of confusion uh, surrounding the abilities and the the uh, installation of uh, puppeteering. And uh, he, he really he really made it clear to me that uh, this is a prevalent ignorance that exists in the greater society. Uh, and so I asked him, have you ever found a living piece of wood uh, washed up on a beach? And of, of course he said, no, of course not. Yes, no, I imagine he would not have. Yes, so he he I, he was off-put by the question, as, as you obviously would be. And I said, have you ever seen a doll or a puppet that uh, made you feel uncomfortable. Oh, they do exist, uh, mostly in the bottom bins of thrift stores. Yes, or in, in, in relatives' attics. Uh, there's a, I, I remember when I was a child, there was a certain monkey, uh, a monkey with two symbols that, uh, which you wound up uh, and they ended up clashing uh, together. Oh yes, the um, the famous monkey shine mo uh, monkey. They, I believe, they made a movie or a film of that and uh, several years ago. Oh yes, I, I haven't seen the film, but yeah, regardless, it doesn't matter. The um, the monkey itself uh, was always very off-putting. Yes, that's not uncommon. So the gentleman I was talking to, he said, "Yes, I, 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 I have experience with uh, with dolls and uh, or even puppets or toys, child things uh, that have made me feel uncomfortable." Mm -hmm. And he really, uh, rarely, rarely uh, thinks about it or considers uh, the possibility that the reason that it's making him uncomfortable is because they are treating it without any specific dignity. See. When we feel attachment to things, the things not only gain a, shall we say, new form of essence or existence, consider your favorite thing in the world, the thing that you wouldn't part with. Uh, oh, that would be my butter knife set. Okay, that's so say uh, your butter knife set exists as things, uh, utilitarian things that, will, that can spread butter, that can even perhaps cut something soft, obviously, my butter knives are kept uh, quite sharp. 
Well, that, that, that may be the case, but uh, 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 your attachment to those things gives them an existence. Now, without your attachment to those things, those things would still have a reality. Now, Pinocchio, Pinocchio, excuse me, Pinocchio is only a living boy because of Geppetto's attachment to him. Well, that makes sense. Yes, and as his attachment grows, uh, the more living Pinocchio becomes. We see it as like a moral story, a story of, of, of regeneration, uh, of the, the, the learning how to behave in a, in a proper manner in today's society. And uh, Geppetto represents this all-loving figure, a god, if you will, uh, that gives Pinocchio, Pinocchio his raison d'être. And he came able to come to life, not from the blue-haired fairy's magic, but from the emotional attachment that he establishes with Geppetto. Now, the, the man at the, at the gentleman at the uh, conference uh, was uh, trying to thoughtfully process these ideas, and I, and I think that uh, I might have even sunk in uh, just a tiny bit uh, that Pinocchio the Pinocchioism that has been pervasive in the world of puppetry and, and marionettes uh, is a common stereotype that's often misunderstood. There is a legitimate uh, reality uh, to the concept of Pinocchio, but not in the awareness of the public and how they deal with him. Hmm, well, there seems to be a lot of interesting strings attached to this question. Oh, yes, there's many strings attached to the idea of puppetry. Uh, so, anyway, I, I don't want to uh, take us down uh, my own personal philosophy regarding uh, Pinocchio and, and things surrounding it. So, uh, so the puppet cohabitation. So, I, I, I really wanted to uh, understand the relationship that I have with my things, and of course, I've, I've, um, I've learned to use them. And, and hold them and sleep next to them uh, uh, for many uh, years. Do you remove the strings before you sleep next to them? Oh, that would be a quite challenging process. These strings are very carefully arranged. So uh, when you sleep next to a marionette, what you need to do is spread out the strings as taut as possible. Uh, I have a set of hooks that are around my, my bedstead, and I hook them up to it, and I stretch them taut, and then I tuck them very nicely under the the comforter, and uh, and and it's quite a quite a charming scene, as you can imagine. Yes, I, I do think that uh, that would be uh, an interesting uh, sleeping arrangement to witness. And, and perhaps you could uh, send me a photograph, and I could put it up on our, our uh, podcast website. Yes, I, I, that, that, I, I do have several photos. I, I always keep cameras running when I sleep at nighttime uh, vision setting, uh, just in case I ever catch any arbitrary movement of my puppets. Uh, uh, and, uh, I, and I say arbitrary because these are things. They do not have a consciousness in the way that we understand them. They are the consciousness that is unique to things that have been created by our relationships with them. That's very interesting. So are you saying that you create the consciousness of your puppet? That's, that's precisely what I'm saying. Uh, although when you say consciousness, we need to understand that it's a different sort of consciousness. It's, a, it's sort of a consciousness that your butter knives have. 
I do not believe I would enjoy my butter dimes becoming sentient. Well, no, of course not. But you do give them an awareness and a life of their own uh, through your affection and fondness for them. I am very fond of my butter knives. Yes, well, so, uh, at any rate, uh, puppet cohabitation is the act of giving the puppets the ability to uh, uh, choose the, 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 their, their mates, if you will. Now, I'm not talking about puppet reproduction. That uh, seems to be impossible, even assuming that we spend any time whatsoever giving them anatomy. Uh, they certainly couldn't use it in the way that we could, and even if they could, how could they produce a new puppet without anything? resembling the sort of DNA that's required that we understand. So, the, the very concept is, is ludicrous. Yes, yes, that concept is very ludicrous. So, uh, what I, so, so what I do is I, I try to give my puppets the opportunity to arrange themselves in the way that's best fitting to them. Now, how exactly does that take place? Because, as you say, they don't, they do not move in the way that we understand movement, uh, yet they are able to influence where they are placed. Well, that's quite right. What I do is every night I spend three hours sitting next to them and trying to understand where their uh, inclinations and proclivities are pointing. Then, uh, with that understanding that I've learned to cultivate over many, many years, uh, subtle things, subtle things sometimes even influenced by the exterior uh, environment, uh, the way that the, the light is coming in from the window, or, or the sound of the music that's playing in the background, and, and then I arrange them in the way that I, I feel like, I, I, and I, I, I have confidence uh, that, that, that this is where they want to be for the night. So puppet cohabitation is less about the puppet's influence on each other, but more about their influence on you. That, that would be a good way of saying it. Now, the, the benefits of this are manifold. Uh, for one, the puppets uh, emit their satisfaction throughout the entire household, uh, creating a, a peace and a calm that's, that, that I can enjoy quite at my leisure. Now, do you have any other humans habitating with you? Uh, are you married? Oh, I'm, I've never married. I, I, I think I've been married to my work for a very long time, and, and it's, it's difficult to find someone who can uh, uh, appreciate that with you, and it, it's difficult to uh, share uh, the passion that I've already invested in, in my puppets. Yes, that, that, that makes quite a lot of sense. So, yeah, what, what I want to say is, is to create a happy home environment, and I, I certainly would encourage that type of relationship with things, so quote-unquote things, uh, no matter what they are. And, and, I, and, and puppet cohabitation is just one example of the possibilities that can emerge once we start uh, eliminating the prejudice that separates the living from the inanimate and uh, allow ourselves to cohabitate in a more peaceful and, 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 and loving environment. Well, you've given us quite a lot to process. I, I do appreciate you coming on the program. This is Larry Sandusky. No, not that one. And we'll be back with another episode of Come On In.